Hey guys, welcome to episode 14. Today is a really special episode. I've got as I've got 216 views on my podcast episodes. So I thank you all for trying to see my podcast and appreciating it. So let's start. Today we are going to be doing a few things which we normally do, but I am adding a twist to it. Today I'm going to be doing a book talk. and i'm going to be talking about one really good author and i'm going to be talking about plot pitfalls which are basically things which writers may be understanding yeah so that's what we're going to do so this time in the book talk i'll be reading the back side of the book which is known as a blurb so after i do that i'll be talking about few other things which as i told you earlier and yes and then i'll be giving you some reviews of the book i'm going to be reading uh, like not exactly reading but the black back of the book which is the blurb so let's start so uh, today i'm going to be reading keeper of the lost cities book 4 never seen by shannon messenger i'll be reading you the blurb now the main bridge looks exactly like how fits had shown sophie in his mind with one dangerous expectation does the bridge always have the many guards sophie asked no alvar whispered it seems like they are expecting someone us sophie said they're expecting us so this book as i told you earlier is written by shan messenger um people have said that specifically lizam mccann has said that it's a delightful and dangerous adventure with complex characters and relationships which will root for till the end of time keeper of the lost cities is also a bit of alice's adventure alice's adventures in wonderland a little bit of lord of the rings and a little bit of harry potter and it's all fun this review the second review i talked to you about was written by michelle buckley a new york times best selling author of the sisters grim and the nerd series If you want to know more about Shannon Messenger you may go to our website which is keeperofthelosities.com So let's move on Um I forgot to mention that I am going to be talking to you about few of the characters in the book and first of all I will be starting with Sophie Sophie Fitz and Sophie Fitz and Keith descriptions so let's start we will do a character bio basically so i'll start with sophie foster it's pronounced as sophie foster as i just said her eye color is brown and she's the main character of the keeper of the lost city series a girl caught between two worlds struggling to fit in and still live up to the complicated role she was created for Her numerous abilities are shockingly powerful especially for someone her age and she has a tendency to see things differently than everyone else in large part because of her human upbringing she's also fierce and brave and never backs down from what she believes is right and while she may have been an outcast among humans in the lost cities she is surrounded by friends and family which is good because she also has some incredibly powerful enemies and needs all the help she can get now i'll be doing about Fitz Vacco. His eye color is teal 
He's a golden boy from the famous important family who spent years secretly helping his dad search for Sophie in the human world. He's a tel- talented telepath, thought not quite as powerful as Sophie is. He's a loyal brother, a model of prodigy, and tends to earn his nickname Wonder Boy. Despite the fact that Dex meant that name sarcastically, and even though his two grade levels ahead of Sophie, Fitz cares about her more than she knows. Maybe it's because he saw how hard it was for Sophie to leave a human world behind, or because she's close in age to his younger sister. But he feels a special connection with Sophie and does everything he can to keep her happy and safe. Now, Biana Vacker. She is the younger sister of Fitz Vacker and she seem, may seem like the princess of Oxford Academy, but don't let the perfect and fashionable clothes fool you. Beneath the makeup and perfectly cotton accessories is a fearless fighter. And while she may not, while she may not have manifested a special ability when we first meet her, that never stops her from taking on fits and keeps in a game of base quest. And no, it's not just because she thinks um, that she's um, powerful, it's because she really wants to help. She's also an incredibly loyal friend. Once she gets to know someone and will do, she'll do whatever it takes to protect the people she cares about. Now I'll be talking to you about Dex Dixney. Dex immediately becomes Sophie's best friend and takes her upon himself to help her find the way through her complicated new world. He doesn't have a special ability when Sophie meets him, but she can tell he's incredibly talented, especially at alchemy, despite the fact that many people unfairly understand both him and his family, a true pangster at heart, he always does what he can to make Sophie laugh. Okay, now Keith um, sent Ken. His eyes are the color of ice. Eyes are the color of ice, you get it? What I did there? Yeah, I'm really bad at puns. Um, Keith is a Foxfire Academy ultimate troublemaker. Though, of course, he claims he had nothing to do with the great Gulon incident. Confident and cured with infamously awesome hair, he's always been ready with a joke, whether the situation calls for it or not. But those close to him know that his smiles often hide the heavier things he's struggling with, like his less than awesome family. He's Fitz's best friend, but he also feels a strong connection to Sophie. And not just because he loves teasing her, it's because of the ability which allows him to read her feeling, which makes him understand her in no way less than anyone can. And he's always there when she needs him. And even if he makes sometimes uh, questionable decisions. Next um, is one more character. There are many characters actually, but we'll just do the main one. Then there's a girl called... Um, Tina Hex. She has navy blue eyes. Tina can be hard to like and she prefers it that way. She's not looking to be Miss Popular because most people aren't worth her time. And sometimes she could definitely think well before they mess with her, especially Dex. She um, makes sure unicorns remain a thriving experience. Tina's a huge part of that. Maybe it's not as backers, but who cares about the backers anyway? The family has gone majorly down since they started wasting so much time on Sophie Foster. And don't even get Tina started on Sophie. As far as Tina's, Sophie Foster is the main overreacted thing to hit Foxfire 
Academy since the boring great colon incident. So these are the character bios. Now we move on to next thing. Today I'm going to be talking about Agatha Christie. She was born as Dame Agatha Mary Clarissa Christie, Lady Malouin, DBE, and was an English writer known for 66, 66, imagine, 66 detective novels and 14 short story collections, particularly those revolving around fictional detective Hercule Poirot and Miss Marple. She's famous for... Uh, Another 75 set of novels, including 66 detective novels and 14 short story collections. She is perhaps the most world's most famous mystery writer and is the one of the most best-selling novelists of all time. Um, um, Christie's mysteries were so popular because not only they were one of the first modern mysteries ever written, but because they had compelling detectives. Colorful suspense because they created the true rules of modern mystery. She's also um, gained a reputation as the queen of crime for structuring what is now known as a classic mystery novel. A murder commander, there are multiple suspense and detective slowly but surely uncovers the answer during a gradual unveiling of twists and secrets. So that's what it is about her. Now, plot. Pitfalls. If you're a writer, you may be understanding what that is, but if you want to know more, I'm talking about it right now. Some pitfalls which many people face are the following. We have all been there, basking in the glow of punishment only to read and realize something is wrong with the plot. Number one, plot isn't original enough. Go through your pages and highlight anything that you have read in another book or seen in a movie. In the margin, write where you've seen it. Then list the section and make a note for each one about how it could differ from its lookalike. Readers always know, know exactly what's going to happen. This may be because you've chosen a plot point that's overused or because you keep giving away the answer at once. So try to fix that. The plot is boring. Take each page and imagine what a different writer might do with the same plot. Choosing extreme example, would a commentator have a cab driver and the winning coincidence would be child-friendly with unfinished business? Would the mystery writer have a tax pass or clue on a street corner that makes a new connection for their hero? Would the horror writer have the cab driver channel or host? Or imagine the most surprising th- thing that could happen during a scene. Think about that. The plot is all action and the frenzy is face, page, um, face numbs reader. Let them breathe. Give the reader a little downtime and then in your action story, look back at your favorite action, notice the conversation, summarize passage, introduction, and release of emotions that are set in between the car chases, shootouts, and confrontations. List them and then give the reader a chance to be in your own manuscript. Then, um, see the plot. If it's too complicated, try cutting down a few things and make it more interesting. If the plot is too shallow, try getting caught up in the symbolism, metaphors, dialogues, get them in. Next point, the too many surplus make the plot overly complex as I told before. If you start to feel weighed down by your numerous stories, start cutting them. List the subplots, shopkeeper, the um, neighbor's dog that tears up the car, accountant, threatens to quit every day, and then list only all the ways it's necessary. The sequence is illogical, means it's not right. See, take that out and do something about it. The premise isn't compelling. If you feel that the medical premise is here, 
Hold up, check out a sheet of paper, make a list on the left hand side of everything that's dodgy in your present premise. Then list down all the things which you feel that are not good and which you feel are similar to another book as I told earlier. And that's it. You're done with all the ways you can prevent plot pitfalls. So now um, I had earlier told you that we will be just having a normal episode but actually I was wrong. I have amazing surprise for you all. So let's wait for the surprise to come. Hi, I'm poet and author Anne Chapetta. My latest book is called A String of Stories from the Heart to the Future. It's 14 short stories, and I think there might be something for everybody in it. It's pretty eclectic. It has general fiction, uh, also has some coming-of-age stories, a soft horror story, science fiction, and a couple of suspense stories as well. You can contact me at anniecms 64 at gmail.com. You can also look at all of my books and uh, listen to some audio and video on my website. That's www.anchapetta.com. And that's spelled A-N-N-C-H-I-A-P-P-E-T-T-A dot C-O-M. I also have a blog and it'd be great if you could follow. Thank you so much for being here with us. Um, so now um, let's continue our show. Um, so I guess we have completed with everything I planned. Um, there's one last thing I would like to say. If any of you would like to be on my show, you may send a voice message and you will win an opportunity to like, you know, come on my show. Thank you and have a nice day.